Hello and welcome. You're listening to the SPAG Dialogue podcast. Hello everyone. I'm Neha Chandra, healthcare communication specialist with SPAG, and today I'm in conversation with Shrikala Nair, psychologist working with Dr. Ashok Ved at Medanta the Medicity. She counsels cancer patients and has been doing that since the year of 2015. Ma'am, on account of World Breast Cancer Awareness Month, we are here to discuss and understand about therapy for a breast cancer patient and their support system, their family, their peer group. Now, the word cancer continues to strike fear in us, but you know, from reading about it to getting diagnosed and going through the treatment, the journey is daunting to say the least. And in India, when we specially speak about breast cancer we know that it's the most common cancer in women one woman is diagnosed with breast cancer in india every 4 minutes but we also know that it's not just you know it's not just the appalling incidence rate that we look at it's about the social stigma associated with female body the fact that not everyone is comfortable discussing about their symptoms the fear associated with it trauma and lack of support system and a lot more that we are planning to discuss today i want to first understand from you that when does the journey of a breast cancer patient really begin and at what stage do they come to you the word cancer continues to strike fear into the hardest of souls as we all know so when the patient has that report of their mammography or ultrasound or the scan in their hand stating that the new lump she had recently seen in the breast or in the armpit or that thickening or swelling of a part of the breast or that irritation or dumbling of the skin on the breast or the redness or flanky skin in the nipple area or pulling in the nipple or pain in the nipple area is not just a temporary diagnosis there is more to it unfortunately and that's where the journey begins so cancer pervades many dimensions of an individual's life reinforcing the need for a multidisciplinary treatment plan that focuses on the whole person given that the predominant approach in medicine is to identify and treat organic cause of disease psychological interventions as we all know are rarely incorporated into a patient's treatment plan as proactive measures the counselor is often a approached only after the patient or family members have experienced a crisis situation so patients perceive cancer as an assault on themselves life as it was known is no more when people seek counseling they have a story to tell patients often feel that even their stories about physical symptoms have been cut off by hurried healthcare providers some patients want assistance with eliciting information and action from the healthcare system so the end purpose is for a counselor to be well informed but not necessarily an instant expert i think that's what it is all about what we also want to understand from you is that when a patient comes to you what is the nature of conversation because we understand that they're coming with a lot of preconceived notions and it's very difficult to actually break that ice with them especially because at the end of the day you're a stranger to them and they have just received this news so what is the nature of conversation how do you really communicate to the patient you know there are many are factors which uh, you know influences the first conversation with the patient 
when i say that um, first of all every patient is different and the background is different so i can't go to them or when they come to me you know there is no script as such which is ready with me so it it goes on like you know ask the patient like i said earlier there is a story for the patient to tell me so it it always like you know keep builds upon what they tell me or what they expect out of me i'll be able to do that after a couple of uh, you know minutes conversation so uh, what basically it is patients and families want to deal with someone who is not afraid of cancer someone who is willing to enter the trenches and to be there with them so patients carry personal assumptions about the meaning of cancer so it is especially useful to be aware of the challenges of cancer the attitudes that many cancer patients towards counseling also so death or the threat of death factors in a new dimension to our working assumptions with the cancer patients so cancer may be viewed as a chronic as opposed to curable condition so thus the primary focus on counseling cancer patients is the management of a chronic illness so the role of counselor is to maximize the existing system not to change it so i have to keep all these things in mind when i interact with the patients so differences in the support system are likely to occur but structural changes is not the specific intent of counseling okay so this assumption is consistent with the view that most patients are socially healthy and the guidance can adjust to surrounding stressors so increasing the confidence and skills of such individuals promotes health so with rare exceptions patients either have or can learn strategies to increase their well-being and enhance their strengths information and insight gained from within and outside the patient's awareness is useful in the therapeutic process in the first place the enhancement of hope and deepening of commitment grounds patients within a trusting environment and opens a window for exploration of possibilities the enhancement of hope anchors patients within the turbulence of a life threatening illness by the deepening of commitment encourages patients to assume an active role in their care and recovery i think that's how i take it yeah what are the preconceived notions that a breast cancer patient or for that matter their family actually you know come in and when they talk to you what are those ideas that they have in their mind something that they've read about or something that has been communicated to them not through the doctor but through people around them first and foremost you know there are five d's associated with cancer so be it breast cancer or any other form of cancer so it is fear of death fear of disfigurement fear of dependence fear of disability and the role disruptions you know these are the psychological distress which normally all the patient has when they first meet me so like i said they don't have that conviction that you know they'll get cured after the treatment you know this can reoccur is the main worry and then the disfigurement you know ki that mastectomy parts that that kills some patients internally and then depending on someone like you know a family member throughout that's again for some people it's very very traumatic traumatic and then disability for some time while you are on chemo you know the problem is like n number of problems they face that that's kind of a disability period 
so that's also worries them so these are the main problems you know the preconceived notions which do they have sometimes what happens is when they are sitting there in the opd to see the patient first of all they do lot of googling so they come with certain notions that you know this is going to happen to me that's going to happen to me and then the next thing happens is like you know the person who sits closer to you or the family who sits closer to you then they normally pick up a conversation with them and you know ki oh okay all right this is your problem you know i had this problem and you know ki i've been taking treatment for so many years and you know this is what i've been experiencing so from so most of the time for the patient who receives a chemo first time second time third time it is always not at all a pleasurable thing and you know it comes with packages like nausea vomiting throughout and then you know bloated feeling gastric issues so there are so many issues tastelessness and then this uh, you know hair fall all these problems are associated with it so they they happen to discuss all these problems with the you know person who sits closer to you and then you know who been taking treatment for some time and you know then before entering the doctor's cabin or before entering them to the psychologist cabin they already have certain picture in their mind about you know okay, okay this is going to happen to me and that's kind of deadly for them my role is to like you know build that rapport with them initially to you know understand you know what all things are they perceiving when they say like you know okay, they have this problem and then try to you know kind of have a conversation strike a conversation with them and whatever knowledge i have gained from my doctors and you know with relation to the disease i try to tell them and then i try to kind of make that rapport with them and then we take it forward but for first of all they have to have that confidence in me that you know okay, this is one person who is trying who will help me and who will understand the physical pain also the psychological issues also which i am undergoing then then slowly they kind of you know open up with you and then the journey begins absolutely and i think it is difficult for firstly to even you know taking therapy is a very uh, is a step that a lot of people put a lot of thought to and especially when you have when you you've received a news like that which is considered like a very it's it's a difficult piece of information to do understand that and to have someone else who's not part of your who you do not know your family is actually telling you about it so i think that first icebreaker is very crucial and uh, that's something that's you know a very important job that uh, you do and shikala also sort of moving into because we've spoken about how we speak to the patient now where is the whole role of the family and their support system their peer group do we also because i understand that you also speak with the family along with the patient or do you take it like a separate counseling session for the family in the immediate aftermath of the diagnosis and throughout the entire treatment period the support of family and friends is critical like we all know that helping patients you know regain a sense of normalcy maintain emotional stability and improve their chances of ensuring a positive clinical outcome i help a family member with cancer i would say like although each person with cancer is different you know there are some general suggestions for showing support like it's always like you know ask permission you know before visiting before giving advice before you know before asking questions ask it is welcome or not and then you know make plans 
be flexible laugh together allow for sadness because every day can't be like you know ki although the patient would be trying their level best to be like normal but then there would be days wherein you know they'll feel really low and you know they just want to be you know they want to cry so let them be with them you know i mean if you can laugh together you know ki allow them for that sadness also you know offer to help follow through so these are some of the areas wherein the family and the you know help friends can help when it comes to spouse cancer has a major effect on marriages and other long term partnerships also so after a cancer diagnosis like both individuals may experience sadness anxiety anger or even hopelessness so the effects of cancer vary from couple to couple so for some couples facing the challenges of cancer together strengthens their relationship so you know we have to find out like you know what chemistry do they share with each other then then accordingly sometimes partner you know not with the patient they they do come to me and then take suggestions like you know normally before the diagnosis we were like this but after uh, mostly it's been observed that you know, they become very irritable and you know they, they become very touchy they simply want to be their old selves so they often can fail to make their new needs clear to their loved ones and caregivers that's you know which can lead to frustration or and anger these things you know we i discuss it with the spouse and then make them understand like you know ki this is sometimes very difficult for the patient to make them understand that what they really want to be like you know from you it's want to be their old selves that's what they want but they are unable to make the person understand that this is what i want then then there is frustration and anger so this topic when we discuss the other person also understand and they kind of you know try to make that changes in their behavior and then it normally works i think this is the fact that you know we know about the incidents we understand about the incidents in india we understand the physical aspects of it but the whole uh, emotional and the mental trauma and that what a patient goes through and not just the patient but their loved ones like you've just said that it's a very important point that you've highlighted that they want to go back to their old selves because that's the part they want to connect in before they had cancer and exactly. to go back to that and to have that difficulty to accept that you might have not just you know physically but a lot of things and you have changed and that acceptance overall is a very it's a very difficult step for not just them but also for their partners and uh, other family members to understand and i think that's the gap that you sort of try to communicate to them and you know you bridge that gap and you know everyone reacts differently to stressful situations no so it it depends on your background your social support from family and friends your financial situation that's also very important like suppose like you know this particular lady she is the patient and she is the only you know breadwinner in the family and you know she has been diagnosed with cancer and this treatment is going to take maybe a year or one and a half years i mean it will naturally affect her so much so we have to deal with that part also we'll try to understand the financial aspect also simply going there and telling her like you know everything will be all right and all that won't help so we have to find out all those aspects the background and the social support and the financial situations and then accordingly counsel or uh, do you also suggest some community groups for the patient or the family to be to become a part of or any initiatives wherein they can feel more heard and speak with people who have gone through the same situation so people living with cancer often benefit from the practical help and advice they receive from others who have lived through similar situations which really helps you know so support groups bring people together and provide a safe forum for exchanging perspectives sharing concerns and gaining confidence to face 
face the future. So support groups uh, are typically led by a trained healthcare professional. One such organization is Indian Cancer Society. You must have heard about that. It's um, like, you know, they do a lot of activities like in for Madanta. Uh, before COVID, they used to visit the hospital every Monday and then, you know, literally go and counsel the breast cancer patient. And then for the patient, seeing a person who, you know, had undergone this process maybe many, many years back, say like, you know, 20 years back, 25 years back. And now this lady is telling me like, you know, look at me, I had this problem and now I'm doing absolutely fine. That makes a lot of difference. So peer support is a term used to refer to advice and help received from fellow patients or people without medical training. So peers can be trained to offer guidance without being expert themselves. So that can, you know, peer support can help patients and family caregivers feel supported by a community or navigate the complex process of managing a life-altering illness, such as, I mean, cancer only. So peer supporting person or through web-based platforms lets a person when their frustration learn about new treatments or research protocols and exchange information. So the key to how this works is likely quite simple. Uh, knowing that others have had similar experiences that they can help may make all the differences in how uh, someone lives through the challenges of cancer. People with peer support can learn how to communicate better with the healthcare team because of the experience of others. So learning about someone else's difficult experience make your life or the journey a little easier hearing that you are not alone can inspire you or give you a little more confidence to overcome a difficult symptom or a side effect more often peer support may help explain treatment options or provide a deeper understanding of your diagnosis the involvement of a community to have someone who's gone through the same thing discussing with them is a little easier than someone you might find a little difficulty because they haven't gone through the same situation as you have. Now I feel like because of the COVID situation, do you feel there's also a little bit of gap in this communication because we have offline communities but since because of cancer a lot of patients were also unable to you know recognize their symptoms or the fear of coming to hospitals so there was a lot of gap that was created in diagnosis and how do you think that situation has really the pandemic situation has had that impact on the patients um this has a very like crucial impact because you know like we were discussing feeling supported you know that always improves health outcomes that uh, support group interaction that you know the personal lack of personal interaction and uh, talking therapy which is missing due to pandemic that's something which is which had a bad impact on the patient and the family also it has become though for me also it's like you know I've been asked to counsel patients telephonically which doesn't give that outcome which is there when I personally talk to a patient Absolutely. And I think I hope that with the improving, we are definitely at a better stage with respect to the pandemic. And I, you know, we hope that this situation, uh, once it's, it's settling down now, so with that also, we are able to look closely and back again at other healthcare issues that sort of got neglected, and especially cancer. And with that, Shikala, with my, uh, I just want to know if you have a message for our listeners here for, because we understand that in India, breast cancer is something that 
that we do know one or the other person who might know someone else who's gone through the same so what is your message like you know whenever it's been diagnosed i always treat this as this as like a grief only for a, for any patient it's a time for grief so one should treat this as a grief only so there are different stages for a grief you know to be dealt so the first one is denial obviously the patient will deny it and then comes anger and then bargaining and then there the, the would be a stage of depression and then finally acceptance so once this acceptance happens you know a psychologist working in a large urban cancer hospital you know we we were introduced to the fragility and sacredness of life so each day we strive to make a difference in the lives of patients and their families that's what we are trying to do so it became evident that the difference lay in the means not in the goals the lived experience of our work taught us that the task was endless the challenges were endless at some deep level it was necessary to be fully committed to caring and to understand that life is a privilege so approximately one in three people will develop cancer at some point in their lifetime that is ironical so the invasive nature of this disease and its treatment produced distressing physical symptoms such as pain nausea or some it is fatigue anorexia i just wanted to say that you know accompanying this psychological changes we are always there to help you out so please come you know open up try to talk to people your communication should always be clear crystal clear there should be transparency so that the other person can get into your shoes and try to help you so thank you shrikala for joining the spg dialogue podcast and for sharing your experience as a therapist counseling breast cancer patients and for all our listeners this was shrikala nair and i'm neha chandra and you're listening to spg dialogue thank you for listening If you'd like to tune in to more such conversations subscribe to the SPAG Dialogue podcast or visit our website spagdialogue.com